Hi, Rom Criminals, and welcome to a Rom Crime Crime Time episode with Avrin, the crime half of the Avrin and Vanya Rom Crime duo. For today's episode, I wanted to get into the murder trial of Lori Vallow. Lori Vallow, also known as the Doomsday Cult Mom, is currently on trial for the murder of her two children, 16-year-old Tylee Ryan and 7-year-old J.J. Vallow. She is also charged with uh, conspiracy to commit murder in the death of Tammy Daybell, her current husband Chad Daybell's previous wife. So before we get into what happened in week one of uh, the Vallow trial, let's recap how she ended up on trial for multiple counts of first-degree murder. Up until the year 2019, everyone who knew Lori Vallow would describe her as a loving and doting mother, a good friend, and a kind soul. But something in her had changed in the year 2018 after attending a Preparing the People conference in Utah. It was at this conference that Lori Vallow met Chad Daybell. Now, Chad Daybell was a doomsday novelist and a firm believer in a fringe faction of the LDS church that believed that the apocalypse would indeed come, and afterwards there would remain 144,000 people, and they would be the sole survivors present on earth when Jesus Christ was resurrected. At this conference, Chad told Lori that they had been married in previous lifetimes and would be together again, never mind that they both happened to be married to other people at this time. Now, completely enamored with Chad Daybell, Lori leaned harder and harder into these extreme religious views. So much so that Vallow's husband, Charles Vallow, became increasingly concerned about his wife's beliefs and behavior, so much so that in January of 2019, he called police, and body cam footage shows him pleading with them to please help Lori, saying that he thinks she should be committed and he is afraid that she is trying to kill him. Police do not really intervene. I think they interview her, but nothing's really done. And then on July 7th of 2019, Charles Vallow was shot and killed by Lori Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, when he came to pick up their son, JJ, from his home. Now, Alex claimed self-defense, telling police that Charles Vallow had hit him with a baseball bat before he had then shot him. After the, the death of Charles Vallow, uh, Lori moved her two children, Kylie and JJ, along with her brother, Alex, to Rexburg, Idaho. Why Rexburg, Idaho, you ask? Because that's where Chad Daybell, still currently married to Tammy Daybell, lived with his wife and five children. On October 19th of 2019, Tammy Daybell died in her sleep. It should also be noted that two weeks prior to her death, she had phoned 911 claiming that a masked man had fired a gun at her in her driveway. Just keep that in mind. So Chad told police uh, that she had gone to bed, that would be Tammy, his wife had gone to bed with a cough, and that the next morning she just didn't wake up. The death was ruled uh, natural causes. Then two weeks after Tammy Daybell died, on November 5th of 2019, Chad and Lori got married on a beach in Hawaii. Now, while all of this, like, crazy shit's going on, JJ's grandmother, Kay Woodcock, was becoming increasingly concerned that she could not get a hold of her grandson, JJ. She had not spoken to him since late August of 2019, and all of her many, many attempts to reach him had been unsuccessful. Additionally, no one had been able to get in touch with Lori's 16-year-old daughter, Tylee. On November 26th of 2019, Kay and Larry Woodcock, that would be JJ's grandparents, ordered a welfare check for JJ. Police said Lori told them JJ was with her friend Melanie Gibb in Arizona, and when police reached out to Melanie, she told them that yes, JJ had been with her, but she had returned him to his mother. Police returned to Lori's home the next day, this time with a search warrant, but Lori was gone. 
In January of 2020, now newlyweds, Chad and Lori Daybell are found in Hawaii. Police in Hawaii served a court order saying Lori had five days to physically produce her children. The couple ignored the deadline and police arrested Lori in Hawaii on February 20th of 2020 on charges of child desertion, obstructing an officer, contempt of court and solicitation to commit a crime. At this time, both Tylee and JJ are still missing. Then fast forward to June of 2020, nine months after JJ and Tylee disappeared, investigators searched Chad Daybell's Idaho property and found human remains. Police then arrested Chad Daybell as well uh, and later confirmed that the remains found on his property did indeed belong to JJ and Tylee. So in May of 2021, a Fremont County grand jury indicted the couple on charges of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder in connection with the deaths of J.J. and Tylee. Chad is also being charged with first-degree murder of his late wife, Tammy Daybell, because after all of the shenanigans, um, their behavior being so strange, her refusing to produce the children and how quickly they got married, uh, Tammy Daybell's body actually was exhumed, and it turned out that she had not died of natural causes. However, before week one of the trial, nobody had been um, told exactly how she died. But we will get to that when we get to the trial part of this episode. Okay, so there was a lot of delays getting going. So they're indicted. They're going to go to trial. Then on June 8th of 2021, Lori was deemed unfit to stand trial and ordered to undergo psychiatric treatment. So her case was delayed for um, nearly a year. Then in April of 2022, Lori is found competent for trial. She's then formally arraigned on murder charges, and she pled not guilty. A month later, uh, prosecutors said they were going to pursue the death penalty against Lori. Um, And then in October of 2022, Judge Boyce issued a ruling to suspend Lori's trial until her competency could be determined. One month later, the judge ruled she was competent to stand trial once again. Then in March of 2023, Judge Boyce also ruled that Lori and Chad's cases would be severed, meaning that they're going to be tried separately, not together. So he will have a completely separate trial following Lori's trial. And Lori Vallow's trial finally began on April 10th of 2023. So in this first week, uh, the prosecution presented evidence from five major witnesses. That would be uh, Kay Woodcock, JJ's grandmother, Detective Ray Hermosillo, who was the detective on uh, the scene when the bodies of JJ and Tylee were recovered. Uh, Lori Vallow's former, it's important, that's like they keep really hitting home, former best friend, Melanie Gibb, um, an Arizona detective, Nathan Duncan, and he was the detective involved in the investigation into the death of Charles Vallow. And uh, former sister-in-law, Zulema Pastinez. Those are going to be the witnesses. So in opening statements, the prosecution said that money, power, and sex, that is what this case is about. Lori used money, power, and sex, or the promise of those things, to get what she wanted. During opening statements, uh, the, det- uh, the prosecutor, sorry, the, dis- the prosecuting attorney, Lindsay Blake, also revealed that Tammy Daybell's cause of death was asphyxiation, and she had died at the hands of another. Uh, she also said, quote, Lori will remove any obstacle in her way to get what she wanted, and she wanted Chad Daybell. And thus the prosecution is off. So JJ's grandmother is the first to take the stand. Kay Woodcock told the jury that she took over custody of her grandson JJ from her daughter after he was born prematurely at 30 weeks because he had drugs in his system. She said JJ had autism and required special care. 
Lori and Charles Vallow offered to adopt him, but even after they moved J.J. to Arizona, Kay and Larry went to see him every chance they could. She told the court that Lori was a doting mom, she was engaged, and that she and Lori were friends. But things changed in 2019. Kay said Lori disappeared, leaving Charles distraught. Uh, Kay also said Lori never reached out to J.J., she never reached out to Charles, and Kay explained that she'd helped take care of J.J. on and off for months until ultimately J.J. was sent to live with Lori after Charles Vallow was shot and killed. She told the court that contact dwindled after Lori found out that Charles had replaced her with his sister as the beneficiary on his life insurance policy. Now, at this point, Kay testified that she was only allowed to FaceTime with her grandson for about 45 seconds at a time. He would just say, and this is her saying what he would say, hi, mama, hi, papa. And in their final conversation in August of 2019, he said, gotta go, mama, gotta go, papa, bye. And that was it. And she tried to talk to him many times over the next few months, but never received any reply from Lori. In November of 2019, Kay said she checked her late brother's email. So that would be Charles Vallow. Um, And he had given her his passwords. And what she found was pretty damning and um, kind of insane. So she was on Amazon and she saw a notification that an order had shipped. And when she checked the receipt, she saw that what had been ordered was a wedding dress, wedding rings, and a men's white linen suit. And the date on the receipt was October 2nd, two weeks before Tammy Daybell died. And she said, quote, I think it was divine intervention because of what I found when I logged on. And I'm pretty sure she immediately went to the police with this information, which probably led to the exhumation of Tammy Daybell and the changing of the cause of her death. Now, on the second day of testimony, Detective Ray Hermosillo of the Rexburg, Idaho Police Department uh, took the stand and he recalled the day officers showed up to Chad Daybell's home with a search warrant. Now, I just want to warn you that his testimony was pretty graphic and upsetting. There are two young children who had unspeakable things done to them by the woman that should have been protecting them. So I'm just giving a a trigger warning for that. So it wasn't uh, Detective Hermosillo's first time meeting the doomsday author, Chad Daybell. He had already spoken with him while attempting to track down Lori when he was, you know, trying to find JJ. He said, um, oh, I lost my place. Sorry, guys. So he had already spoken with him while attempting to track down Lori, whose apartment he had searched in November 2019. In that apartment, he said he found it stripped of all of Lori's clothing and personal belongings, even as there were still dishes sitting in the sink. Uh, He said that she had left behind multiple guns and silencers, a camouflage suit, and two Tyvek suits. Uh, But there was nothing that indicated that minor children were living or had been living there. Now, police and FBI agents swept Daybell's property on June 9th of 2020, while Daybell sat in his car. Hermosillo noticed Daybell's eye repeatedly drawn to the area where investigators would eventually discover the bodies. An area of concern, as the detective described it, because of its spotty grass coverage and uneven dirt. A strong odor of decay hit investigators shortly after they began digging. Hermosillo said they found a body wrapped in a trash bag and buried in a shallow grave. J.J. wearing red pajamas, both his arms and head wrapped in duct tape. Prosecutors then displayed autopsy photos for the court where um, many people, including J.J.'s grandfather, were, were heard crying. Police found Tylee's remain near a fire pit in a section of the yard Daybell had referred to in text messages as the Pet Cemetery. 
Investigators had to dig it up with their hands in order not to disturb potential evidence. We had to take turns digging, Hermosillo testified, because the odor was so bad. Eventually, we uncovered bits and pieces of whom we assumed was Ty Lee that had been burned. Her remains were mostly housed in a melted green bucket. There were pieces of bone, charred flesh, just gobs of flesh that were falling apart, the detective said, apologizing to the jurors, one who reportedly was crying during um, his testimony. Lori Vallow herself actually requested uh, to leave court during this testimony, uh, saying, you know, that it was too hard for her to hear. And I think quite rightly, the judge denied her request. Hermosillo then testified that he had visited Chad's Rexburg, Rexburg home sorry, in 2019 after JJ had been reported missing. He asked Chad at this time for Lori's number, but Chad said that he didn't have it. The detective said he assumed he was lying because he knew that you were close. And when uh, Hermosillo asked Chad about his relationship with Lori, Chad Daybell apparently said he hardly knew her, which uh, the detective found quite suspicious because the authorities knew that Lori and Chad had been married two weeks prior to this contact he was having with Chad Daybell. All right. And after Detective Hermosillo was done, it was former best friend Melanie Gibb. It was her turn to take the stand. So Melanie testified that she met Lori at church in 2018 and that she was there the day that Lori met Chad. The pair were immediately flirty, she recalled. Vallow shared with her that Chad told her they had been married in another period and that Lori believed him. According to Melanie, Vallow shifted her views to line up with Chad Daybell's. She testified that Vallow claimed to have been sealed together with Daybell by Jesus and the angel Moroni in a secret ceremony weeks after meeting him. Lori filled Melanie in on the couple's increasingly extreme ideology. They claimed they were among the 144,000 chosen ones to remain on Earth for the second coming and could judge people on a scale of light to dark. Too dark, and a person became a, quote, zombie, a body taken over by evil spirits. Lori named Charles Vallow, whom she believed was inhabited by a demon named Ned, Tylee, and JJ as dark people. Melanie testified that Vallow wasn't sad when her brother shot her husband. She said the only problem was that without her late husband, she found it hard to take care of JJ and be with Chad at the same time. When uh, Melanie visited her friend in Rexburg in September of 2019, Tylee was not there. Uh, quote, she's at Brigham Young University. I moved her in a dorm with some female friends end quote, Vallow purportedly told Melanie. As for JJ, uh, Vallow told Melanie that he would say things like, I love Satan and climb up on the cabinets and refrigerator. She said that she saw JJ that month in September when uh, Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, carried him upstairs to bed. She thought the boy was sleeping at the time, but since she spent the night in the children's room and uh, JJ wasn't there... She does not know exactly where he ended up that evening, and she testified that she never saw him again. Two months later, uh, Melanie Gibb recalled that Chad Daybell warned her not to answer the phone if the Rexburg police called because Lori had told investigators that J.J. was with her. Later, when uh, Melanie called Vallow to ask where J.J. was, Vallow wouldn't answer beyond saying that J.J. was happy and safe. I believe you have been deceived by Satan. He has tricked you, Melanie said, she told her friend. Tammy dies, and then your husband died, and then he's missing. It doesn't sound like God's plan to me. In my gut, it feels weird. 
According to Melanie, Valo responded, This doesn't sound like you. This sounds like you're being influenced by somebody dark. She then went on to tell Melanie that she knew exactly where JJ was and that he was safe and happy. Now, unbeknownst to Lori, Melanie had secretly recorded this conversation and she gave uh, the recording over to police. So the next witness to testify was Detective Nathan Duncan. Now, Detective Duncan was Arizona's Chandler Police Department who responded to the death of Lori's fourth husband, Charles Vallow. He testified about cell phone calls and emails between Chad and Lori, Charles and Lori, Lori and Alex Cox, that would be her brother, Charles and Tammy Daybell, all confirming information that was uncovered by police during their investigation into the shooting of Charles Vallow. So Charles had sent emails to Tammy Daybell telling her of the affair happening between Chad and Lori. There is no evidence to confirm whether or not Tammy ever read these messages. Charles also sent an email to Chad. He let Chad know that he was aware of the connection between Chad and Lori. And in a text on June 20th, 2019, from Charles to Lori, Charles accuses her of infidelity and is stunned that she is still attending Temple. He also demands an apology from Lori for accusing him of infidelity. The following day, Charles sent another message to Lori saying he was going to Idaho to see Tammy Daybell, and Lori responded that she won't listen to you. She's my friend. What a piece of work this lady is. Ugh. On July 11th, 2019, Charles sent a text to Lori's brother. So this is a different brother, not Alex, the one who is going to shoot him, but Adam Cox, indicating he believed that Lori was up to something. And Charles was shot and killed just a few hours later. So the state introduced evidence from Lori's iCloud detailing messages found in uh, March of 2019. Lori sent messages to her brother, Alex, that talked about getting rid of Ned, the evil spirit that they believed had taken over Charles's body. The evil spirit was also referred to at times as Garrett. More emails were introduced outlining the timeline when Lori was first alerted of the death of Tammy Daybell. Melanie Gibbs sent Lori a message where Lori reacted surprised to hear of her death, though investigators have proof that she was already aware of Tammy Daybell's passing. Another message found between Lori and Alex in July stated that the plot thickens and she urged Alex to stay close to her. (sighs) Messages were also uncovered with communication between Chad and Lori. When Lori found out that she was not the beneficiary of Charles's $1 million life insurance policy, Chad indicated that he thought she should have been informed of the change. And Lori speculated that it was probably Brandon Boudreaux or Kay Woodcock that became the beneficiary. In more correspondence found in the iCloud, the investigation found conversations between Lori and Zalema Pastinez, a friend and future wife of Alex Cox. In early June, they discussed something called castings that needed to be performed on the evil spirits inhabiting Charles. There was also a message from Chad thanking Zulema for her help. Detective Duncan then confirmed that he had shared all of his findings with, obviously, the Rexburg uh, Police Department. And then in what I think was the most damning slash interesting insight into this ex- the extreme, extreme, like, fanaticness of the, their religious beliefs was the testimony of Zulema Pastinas. So Alex Cox's now widow, she was the final person to take the stand on Friday. And... Uh, Here's what we learned from Zalema. So she was only married to Alex Cox for two weeks before he died, but she had been close friends with Lori and Melanie Gibb after meeting Melanie at a church and attending a meeting where Lori was the featured speaker. 
Zulema testified that she believed that Lori was in very high spiritual standing due to the visions Lori spoke about having. Lori had claimed that she was a witness of Jesus Christ, and Zulema said that this was the highest spiritual experience a person could have. She also testified that she saw Lori again at a conference in Mesa, though she hadn't spoken with her for a while. Um, Lori basically invited Zulema to join her and Chad at Lori's home to receive a blessing. She went on to testify that in future meetings and conversations with Chad, he told her that she was light and told her about her many past lives. In one of them, she had even been Lori's daughter. The testimony then pivoted to a conversation between Zalema and Lori when Lori said that she and Charles were having financial difficulties, but that the $60,000 uh, that she received from life insurance due to the death of her third husband, Joseph Ryan, that would help. Lori continued to tell Zalema about Charles having a dark spirit and wanted to meet with a group of women in Zalema's home to teach them something. Lori also allegedly told her that she and Charles had separated and Charles had taken things from her. Zalema testified that she believed what Lori was saying because of Lori's very convincing personality, which I actually do think is an interesting part of this of this woman's like psychopathy. Not that I am a pro, but I do know that when police originally spoke to her, when Charles Vallow was trying to have her committed, you know, she was like very charming and completely convinced them that she'd had no idea why her husband was calling her crazy. And uh, so clearly she's very, she's persuasive. Um, so Zalema basically said she can, she believed everything she was telling her. So at the meeting in her home, Lori used a whiteboard to teach more about the light and dark ratings. And then she told the woman they needed to perform a casting on Charles. At this time in the trial, the state introduced photos of the casting meeting into evidence. So Zalema testified that this was her first casting. She was involved in a second one weeks later to get rid of a demon named Ned that had entered Charles's body. Melanie had been at both castings and Alex Cox had joined, um, that would be her brother, Lori's brother, had joined in the, on the second one. Now, although Lori and the others believed these castings were working, they also allegedly believed that more powerful demons were taking over Charles's body. And Alex Cox believed that if people had demons, they were dangerous. Zalema also testified that Lori claimed to have a spiritual connection to the number 711 and that it appeared often in Lori's lives. She said she remembers the day Charles died because it was on 711 and Lori had told her it was orchestrated by God. So Charles had been shot and killed on July 11th. Zalema also testified that Lori told her that she was moving to Rexburg, Idaho, because Chad said... Um, that it would be a safe place when other countries came to invade the U.S. Chad told Lori that soldiers and warriors would defend Rexburg. Zalema and Alex began a short courtship and were engaged in Rexburg, Idaho. Chad and Lori had encouraged them to date and get married, expressing a belief that together they were stronger than being separate. She testified that Chad and Lori were not in Rexburg at the time of their engagement on November 7th of 2017, because as you'll remember, they were in Hawaii having themselves just gotten married two days earlier on November 5th. Uh, she also testified that she had not seen JJ or Tylee during her visit in Rexburg. She then also testified that Alex Cox was getting mad about the lack of communication that he had been experiencing recently from Chad and Lori. So questioning then pivots to the attempted shooting of Tammy Daybell. Remember, she had called police two weeks prior to her death, saying, uh, saying that a masked man had fired a gun at her in her driveway. So Zalema then testified that Lori uh, had told her recently 
prior to the, the shooting thing, that Tammy was possessed and needed a demon cast out of her. And that on the evening of this attempted shooting, Lori was in Arizona with Zalema and Melanie Gibb performing a casting on Tammy. That same evening, Lori took a phone call and became very angry with whoever was on the phone, saying to Zalema after hanging up that, quote, idiot can't do anything right by himself. Tammy Daybell died in her sleep less than two weeks later. Zalema also testified that Chad and Lori had been married in Hawaii shortly after the funeral and that they had had a layover during their flight back to Idaho in Arizona, where she met up with them to have dinner. And she inquired about the whereabouts of J.J., Lori told her J.J. was with Kay Woodcock. That would be his grandmother. And then on December 1st of 2019, Zalema and Alex got married in Las Vegas. And it was around this time, she testified, that Melanie Gibb contacted her very upset and emotional, stating that she, meaning Melanie, had been deceived by Chad and Lori, and they were asking her to lie for them. Gibb believed they were doing something wrong. Feeling confused and unsettled, Zalema went to her husband, Alex, asking why Kay was looking for JJ if JJ was with her. That would, and that's the grandmother. So basically, she was told that JJ is with Kay. Gib is now saying, you know, they want me to lie and say he's with me. So Zalema goes to her husband and says, why is Kay looking for JJ if JJ's with her? And Alex responded only with, I know, though never answered her. Zalema was not aware that the police were looking for J.J. and Tylee until after her husband, Alex Cox, died. So Zalema then also testified that on December 11th, Cox was on the phone with Chad and Lori and learned that the body of Tammy Daybell was being exhumed. She didn't understand why, since Tammy had died of natural causes. She then asked Alex if he had anything to do with Tammy's death. Again, he did not answer her. Eventually, Alex responded, I think I'm being their fall guy. Now, this confused Zalema, and she was frustrated that Alex was not saying much. And he finally said to her, either I am a man of God or I am not. Alex Cox died the very next day on December 12th of 2019. Now, this is going to draw uh, the next a bit of evidence they presented were Zulema's journals. And this kind of directly suggests why the methods that were used to kill um JJ and Tylee were what they were. So these are the journals of Zulema that contained diagrams of the different worlds and the scales of light and dark that she was learning from Laurie and Chad. Um, and they had taught her that every time a demon is cast out of a body, that there is a two-minute window that can allow another one to come in. Now, to prevent this, you need to use things like water and fire to destroy the body. Zulema said that one way to prevent another evil spirit from entering is by binding the body. Another way is to use fire. So we know that Tylee's body was burned and that JJ's body had been bound with duct tape. So when Zulema was asked if her views on the casting and light uh, work had changed, Zulema responded that two children have died and a mother of five has died. She considers that evil and confirms that her views have changed. She believes the deaths were directly tied to Chad and Lori. Uh, And that concluded week one of the trial of Lori Vallow. This trial is expected to be 10 weeks long. um, So I'm sure there's going to be a lot more crazy um, information that comes to light about these two and uh, what they believed. I think it will be very interesting to see if leaning too much into the like doomsday stuff ends up hurting the prosecution by sowing doubt in the jury of her sanity. Cause I mean, it's clearly insane. Um, But it'll be, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. 
Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Vanya and I will be back with a classic rom crime episode very soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rom Crime with Avrin and Vanya. Episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all things Rami and crimey. You can also follow us on Instagram at Rom Crime or email us movie and true crime suggestions at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.